All right, welcome to another episode. We've got Nubia and Francis here from chroniclesabroad.com. It is a blog and travel podcast, and they do a great job of getting you ready to not not studying abroad, but taking advantage of everything that travel is and what it can be and what it should be. So if you're getting ready to leave, they're going to make sure that you're going to have the best possible trip that you can in this interview. I recommend their website, chroniclesabroad.com, and let me know if you have any questions. All right, thanks. The three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick, they don't think it's safe, and the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost. We're here to dispel all that, find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey, and how you can too. I'm Chris Carlton, and this is the Study Abroadcast. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Study Abroadcast. I am here with Nubia and Francis from a podcast called Chronicles Abroad. They also have a website. It's chroniclesabroad.com. Nubia and Francis, thank you very much for being here. And how are you guys doing today? Thank you for having us, Chris. We're doing great. Yeah, good. Yeah, and I can't complain. Thank you where, for having us. Yes. Where, where am I talking to you from today? We are currently in Chiang Mai, Thailand. You're in Thailand. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> that's right. So what? So 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 that's jumping into it. And if you got you guys can tell on the website, um, there you you've both been to sixty eight countries. Or how does it, how does it work with the traveling now? Chris, I don't know how you got to sixty eight, but <laughs> no, this is Nubia. Um, I've traveled to thirty six countries okay. and francis uh i think i'm not i'm not that much maybe about eight or nine I'm not there there yet but the 68 that you you see on the website is the amount of countries that are listening to our podcast oh okay but still you're but still 30s 30s are it's an amazing number and what what how do you have the means to travel do you guys travel together and how long have you been doing this for so um I, this is newbie again, I've been traveling for several years. I started my travel journeys in 2012 when I first went abroad to um, Europe. And once I got abroad to Europe, I just enjoyed it so much. And when I was there, I traveled to two countries, uh, Paris and uh, the UK. And from there on, it's just been an evolution of travel. Uh, Francis and I linked up potentially about almost closer to three years ago but we started travel uh traveling together maybe last year yeah last year um as she also was living in southeast asia and i was in southeast asia and we met up in vietnam was our first travel together and that's when we did our first podcast episode was in Vietnam. And um, she moved from Japan to Thailand and we've been roommates ever since. So whenever we have taken, you know, vacations and stuff, we do travel together at this at this moment. Um, but we'll be departing Thailand in March and um, going our separate ways for a while while she heads back to the States. And I'm going to go check Europe out a little bit. OK. And then where, where are both of you from originally? Originally, I was born in Haiti, but I grew up in Boston, left Boston and spent some time in the DMV area, which is the Maryland, D.C. and Virginia area. Okay. And I've been abroad since 2016. Uh, like I said, I've lived in Thailand twice and then I lived in Japan. Um, 
but Japan just got a little too cold for me, so I came back to Thailand. Ah, okay. And, it, yeah. So I was going to say, the funny thing about it is Francis and I both are from Boston, and we both lived in a DMV. Uh, she failed to mention those two important aspects, is that we both actually lived in the same areas at the same time and did not know each other. Oh, we really? actually met each other. Yeah, it was funny how, you know, you cross paths when you're, when you're meant to cross paths. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, for years, I lived in a certain part of Massachusetts, and she went to college literally up the street. I could walk there. Yeah. We never knew who each other who each other were. Um, we did not run in the same circles, but we had uh, only one or two mutual friends. But yeah, we didn't meet until we were both in the DMV area. Oh wow! Yeah, like you never thought like you think like maybe you could have been in the same coffee shop at the same time or been to the, been to the same event and, and not even known it and. It's kind of funny how that works. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, so so now what, what inspired you to start this podcast, Chronicles Abroad? So when I was looking for um, to get abroad, Francis had actually moved to Thailand a year before I even packed my, my bags. And um, we had met only a few months prior. And so when I seen on social media that she had moved abroad, I quickly jumped on, you know, social media, like, oh my gosh, where are you? How did you do it? And I started tapping into her um, info on how she got abroad, right? And um, once I started doing my research, I realized that there weren't many people that looked like us or that were like us that I could see online, you know, because we're both um, African, well, we're both black women who are in our, she's in her late thirties and I'm in my forties and we both have children. So what I was, I was seeing a lot of millennials, right? And I was, everybody had these wonderful stories about graduating university and then going abroad. But what I wasn't seeing was seasoned professionals right, that had families and or were of a certain age caliber, you know, going abroad. Okay. And they weren't showing their stories or telling their stories. So I had a conversation with Francis. Um, I had a conversation with Francis and I was in Thailand at the time and I was just like, yo, you know, nobody has these stories or they're not out there. And that's when... Um, she had brought up podcasting and I didn't know anything about podcasting at the time. Uh, so those two ideas got married together, which Chronicles Abroad came from that. And literally now we know hundreds of people that are just like us living abroad, but we're now sharing those stories. Okay. And do you, do you guys travel with your kids? Well, so both our children are adult children. My son's 20. Oh, okay. Nubia's son is... Oh, 19 wow. and her daughter's 22 so my son um, at the time when I moved abroad he went off to college her daughter was um, in college and then her son went off to live with his father when she moved abroad so we were empty nesters so we were also dealing with that transition being empty nesters and yeah, you know trying definitely. to figure out you know what's fill, next for us yeah yeah so um so we you know we just jumped on the opportunity to do this and we've been doing it ever since Okay, and now you so you mentioned these stories. Now these are stories of other people. They're, these are it's basically ex- expat stories, right? It's people living in different countries that they're not from, right? And working. Yes, uh, yes and no. Okay. So a lot of our stories are we highlight um, stories for people who are passionate travelers 
who are either avid travelers or just starting to travel. And we do highlight some people who are expats or nomads, however you want to define it. So it's not necessarily expat stories, just people who have a love for travel. So we've had people on the show who maybe did only a month sabbatical abroad, but now they're back in the States. Uh, So what was that like? For those who maybe don't want to actually live abroad, but they want to know how to travel more, how they can incorporate travel into their lives. uh, So that's so we highlight those kinds of stories as well. So it's not just expat stories at all. Right. Okay. And now how you guys obviously place an emphasis on this. And since my audience is primarily students who are thinking about studying abroad, so it's kind of different, different genre, but in the same wheelhouse, what, what, what is the importance of travel? On, and this is a multifaceted question on two levels, basically, personally and professionally like what do you what do you think travel does for someone in doing in those two avenues well of course uh, for me travel is transformative right you know you learn so much about how other people live and when you see a, the different aspect of the other side of it for a lot of us, we um, look at our own lives, right? And then you you look at the stark contrast and you're like, wow, I'm actually really blessed, you know? Many people from the States, however, we have these like, you know, issues with all of this stuff, whatever it is. And they don't realize that, you know, there's people that have far less than you who are more, who are happier than you and have a better quality of life because they don't go through life complaining about things they don't have. You know, yep. they do they do great with what they have. And, you know, one thing, you know, just today I was on my motorbike and I'm looking around and I'm in Thailand and I'm just like, it's still surreal to me. I've been here for almost, you know, a year and a half and I'm just like wow, I I really did it. I do live in Thailand. And one thing I notice about the culture out here is that they're very laid back people. They're very laid back. They're very friendly. You know, you don't see people outside, you know, screaming at one another. You know, you don't hear them cursing at each other. You don't hear them, you know, um, you know, the children go out and they, they, they have these little small groups. They go out to eat together. They go to the mall together. But you don't see kids just hanging around on the streets. You know, when you see these young adults talking to an elder, they automatically greet each other with respect. They bow. They put their hands in a, in a prayer position. Like, you know, um, and it just shows the dynamic, you know, of the culture and how the culture is defined as being a community. Mm-hmm. And that's something that sometimes we lack in the States. So I think for traveling, you know, you if you really immerse yourself in the travel and you don't come here or co- go abroad with the mindset of just partying or hanging out, but really truly take the time out to look around you, you mm-hmm. learn, you learn a lot. You know, I think that being abroad really does open your eyes to stuff. Yeah, it does. And especially, yeah. yeah so for, for my students too, well, not my students, but the, my listeners who who are students, it's their first time. I don't want to say going abroad, but it's their first time living abroad. And there's, you guys probably you're involved in it, and you're, you know, the difference between being a traveler and a tourist. And there's something to be said, and a lot of people, a lot of people have had the epiphany on the show when you're when you're staying somewhere long enough, and you feel like you're a resident, like you feel feel like you live there as opposed to just visiting. Yeah, no, it's a great feeling because once you, the, 
when you go on vacation, you go and you stay in a resort and you have a good time and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you live like a local and you make those types of connections, it really changes who you are as a person. So it's something that I wish I did as a, a college student, you know, but I never thought it was possible. I didn't have the information or whatever it was. It just never connected for me at the time. But I wish I had studied abroad. And that's what I've been telling my son. You know, he went abroad for the first time about a year and a half ago and he loved it. And now he's hooked. So if you do have the opportunity to go abroad, definitely do it, because I think, you know, being abroad increases your compassion uh, for other people, for yourself, self-compassion. I also think it broadens your horizons. I mean, I feel like whenever I go back to the States, I'm like the best conversationalist ever. You know, I have so many stories and so many things that happen to me because I'm open to those experiences. I think when people are, you know, they stay in one place, they live in one place. And if you're comfortable with that, cool. If that makes you happy, that's okay. But when you are willing to step outside of your comfort zone, when you're willing to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, there's some sort of resiliency that's built within you. And I feel that when you build those muscles, it really allows you to handle life's challenges so much more. Uh, so I always recommend young people and anyone, I don't care how old you are, definitely take the opportunity to travel abroad and travel with a local mindset. Yeah, no, that's... However... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Chris, I just have one thing to say to your listeners, though, as well. You know, yeah, and this is me putting on my my parent hat, I guess you would say, in a way, is that, you know, being a student and coming abroad, um, just be mindful. Don't, you know, be mindful of the culture, be mindful of the traditions, like do your research. You know, I I understand that when you're young and you want to have fun and all that good stuff, but don't come here with the Western uh, or don't go abroad with the Western mentality because a lot of places that you potentially go abroad have different customs, you know? Um, So just be mindful of that, you know, the way you dress, the way you speak, the way you um, deal with someone. So crazy, I was just talking to someone the other day about India and she said in India, they don't do anything with their left hand. And I, it didn't even dawn on me because Francis and I have been to India. And I was like, why not? And she was like, it's, it's, it's culturally like a no-no, like outlawed, you know? And she was like, you know, you shake somebody with the right hand. You hand the money with your right hand. You never extend your left hand to anyone in India. So knowing little things like that go a long way because it shows that you have respect for the places that you're going to and learning how to say hello in the native language or, you know, just taking the time out to really research and do your homework before you land in a country. It can save you so much time, energy and frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to add that to that because it'll just give you a much better and more fun experience if you get that information beforehand. Yeah. Well, so going back to the first point, I, that's, a, that's a really good observation that you made that if you traveled or you have been traveling and you just got back to where you're from or where your roots are, you're automatically the most interesting person in the room it, because you do have Absolutely. Pe- people just want to hear these stories. So that's a really good point. And second, I, didn't, I did not know that about India. So you can't – handshaking makes sense, but like – so if I go somewhere, like if I go buy a cup of coffee or something or tea or whatever, I can't hand someone money with my left hand? Nope. Oh, wow. I mean, if you do, I mean, they know that you're a foreigner and you may not know those customs. So, I mean, there is a little room for forgiveness in that sense. However, I think what Nubia is saying in general is that certain behaviors aren't, you know, tolerable the way they are in the States. And, yeah. You know, for example, Thailand is a very Buddhist and conservative 
country. So when you are in Asia, they are a lot more conservative. So there are certain things that even just wearing straps, <laughs> you know, shoulders showing your shoulders is kind of like, uh, you know, so yeah. just, just be very mindful. Where, where, uh, where in Thailand are you? right now okay there i am um yeah. we're in we're currently in chiang mai thailand which is northern thailand okay and one of the customs here and um you know is you do not touch anyone's head you don't you know most times as a westerner you see a little kid he's cute you just want to you know put your hand on his head and rub it like that's yeah. a no a yeah. no no you don't touch the top because the top, top of their head is considered royalty is crown it's that's your crown right and you do not point your feet at anyone, especially the Buddha. So when you go into a temple, you don't sit with your legs pointing at the Buddha. There's just things that regardless if you're a foreigner or not, it's not something that you should do regardless of, of anything um, because that's their norms and their culture. So um, yeah, just it's little things like that that you pick up on. So if you plan on going somewhere abroad, and you have a country in mind, look up that country's religion and cultures first. It's it's real simple. Usually there's three or four things that that country does not, you know, like or don't do. When you go to uh, Indonesia, when you walk into a, a, a temple, right, you have to cover your your legs or you cover yeah. your your yeah your legs. Right. But in Thailand, you cover your shoulders. So simple things like that. OK, no. Yeah, perfect. And so tell me now, how do you guys, I, I'm on the, on the website and how do you guys find people to be on your podcast? What do you, how do you meet these people that are all over the world and traveling? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's so many different avenues. We often get a lot of people who just refer to, refer them to us. Like people say, oh, you need to meet so-and-so. We have people who just come out and say, hey, I have a great story. Uh, often we, you know, scout for people, we'll go on different Facebook groups or social media, and a lot of it is just connections and relationship building. And so that's how we've been able to find a lot of people, and it's been great because we've been able to, because of those connections, you know, have a, a, a really backlog and big, because of those relationships that we've been able to build, it's just word of mouth at this point. Okay. Yeah. And that, meant that definitely makes sense. Um, and now you guys... Give me some some chronicles abroad. You've been to so many different places. Are are there is there anywhere that sticks out or somewhere that you want to go back to, or something or or a place that you maybe want to try that you haven't been to? And also, do you have any funny travel stories or or something that happened that where it didn't work out? Because I've tried. I've found that it's kind of inevitable for something to go wrong in travel, but the silver lining is that it kind of makes for a funny story or uh, you know what I'm talking about. It, it's just, <laughs> it's a story that you wouldn't tell. So yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about those two questions? Um, I'll start off with the countries that I, I definitely want to check out. You know, uh, when we leave uh, Thailand in March, uh, my goal is to travel through Europe for a little while. I've, it, this, I have this undenying like passion to eat my way through Italy. Mm. I'm a foodie. <laughs> I'm a foodie and my taste buds just are like Italian food. You know, I've been eating, you know, Asian food for almost two years. I'm ready for a different kind of, um, you know, uh, cuisine. So that's for me, you know, a place that I really want to go and check out and do Nice and 
Tuscany and, and Florence and all of the wonderful different parts of Italy to try all the different flavors and potentially, you know, do a work away or some kind of program where I immerse myself in the farming so I can learn about, you know, growing olives and making pasta and, you know, cheeses and things like that, because you just appreciate food more when you know where it comes from and how it's made. So that's my story. I'll let Francis tell you guys a funny story. Funny story. So there's, there's so many. I mean, there's so much that goes wrong with travel. You know, we always we always bring this up because, you know, there's that whole instant gramification of, oh, you know, the flowy dress and everybody's looking perfect on it. But travel can be rough sometimes. And we had a we had a rough time in India, but we got through it. Uh, but I remember a funny travel story when I was in Indonesia. I'll never forget. I called an Uber uh, and Uber was quote unquote illegal. It wasn't illegal, but what happens is that there's competition between the local taxis and Uber. And for whatever reason, they just hated Uber because, well, I mean, I know the reason that Uber was taking their money. However, you know, sometimes they were like, just like Nike and Adidas, you just got to step up your game a little bit, right? Anyway, so I called an Uber and I'm literally about to get in the car when a taxi driver comes burling through. And literally ran off and chased off my Uber, scared him to complete, like, I don't know if I can curse on the show, but he scared him so badly that he took off running and I lost my Uber. And then the taxi driver refused, of course. I wasn't going to get in the car with him, so then I ended up not having a ride. So you'll find that happens quite a bit in Indonesia where they will. So you have to kind of, it's like this underground thing of like Uber, so you have to go really far away from the tourist areas in the cut around the corner in the back alley just to get inside your uber i don't know if you have any other funny stories uh not, not yeah do you I, <laughs> I i'm sure you guys have a lot i mean that's that's it's called chronicles abroad Sean, so i'm sure you have a lot and, and that's the point and that's what we were talking about earlier is that the more you travel the more stories you do get um what about so so you mentioned eating your way through Italy is there uh, are there dishes that you've tried uh anything that's stuck out that that comes to mind because I'm a little bit of a foodie too Mm, for me right now it's you know I know it sounds very simple but things like ravioli right it's like you don't understand the tender love and care that they put into ravioli or tortellinis when it's being made right mm -hmm. and the, the stuff that you buy in the box is not what I'm talking about I'm talking about this is freshly made pasta that grandma makes with her fingers you know <laughs> yeah it's that it's that TLC that you put food in um Another thing that I, I really enjoy is like limoncello. I enjoy limoncello and a good glass of wine. And, you know, again, as Westerners, sometimes we take for granted that things come to us easy, right? You go to the grocery store, you put your, you, you spend your money, you know, it's a, in a bottle and you just go home and drink it. But imagine going to a vineyard, picking the grapes, taking it through the fermenting um, process, you know what I mean? Well, the pressurized process, whatever the process is that they make the, the wine with and seeing and drinking your first glass of, of wine that you pick the actual grapes from. I think that just is just going to be more of an amazing um, situation because not many of us know what farm to table looks like, yeah. you know? Um, I went to Chile at one point and uh, I made a point 
to reach out to the chefs, right? I asked the the waiters, you know, can I speak to the manager? I talked to the manager, said I would love to speak to the chefs. And the chefs would come to the table and I would ask what kind of ingredients was in my dish. And uh, a couple of times chefs actually brought out the fresh ingredient before it was cooked. And they would say, taste this basil. And literally I would wipe off the dirt. You know what I mean? That is yeah. like, that's dope. You know what I mean? To taste freshly picked basil from that morning, you know, or to taste some kind of fresh ingredient that you would never know what it tastes like before it's been cooked, you know? Yeah, you can't get fresher than that. Yeah, I think that's what we appreciate about being abroad the most is because a lot of the food that we eat is absolutely fresh. Here in Thailand, everything is made fresh. Like there's no... We don't, I've never haven't eaten any frozen food. Everything comes straight from like, literally they would take a chicken and, you know, for those who are meat eaters or non-meat eaters, I'm sorry, but sometimes they'll take a chicken and right out from the cage and that's coming to your table. Like nothing gets stored away the way it does in the States. So you were just eating a lot healthier regardless. I mean, I ate some of my best food in, in Japan as well. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, there's something to uh, yeah. I one one time I got to have sushi that was caught that day, and it was just it was the best meal I've ever had, or one of them. Um, so I completely yeah. agree with you. Um, so now what what advice as we move on in the interview? What advice would you give? I know you guys touched on a, a little bit, but to someone who is on the bubble about studying abroad, because uh, you're still these are students and they're still in school and you've got your student loans you've got you know everything to juggle with studying abroad what advice would you give to someone in the in those shoes well i'll let francis answer that one because she actually did study abroad technically when she got her tefl here in thailand which is going to school for you know a couple of weeks or a semester or whatever you would call it here abroad so i'll step back and let her answer that one yeah so i believe that it is something that i think all kids if they have the opportunity and the means to definitely study abroad when I was in my TEFL program, of course, I was the oldest one there. That's something that you get when you're traveling. <laughs> you tend to be the oldest uh, person, especially if you're my age. And I met a lot of, you know, 21-year-olds, I would say 21 to 25. And by the end of the program, it was one of the best experiences that they've ever had. It was, And they made so many great connections and so many great friends, friendships that to this day, and I, were, you know, we're social media friends, uh, that I see that they're still connected with. So it's not just you going to a different country. You're going to come out to be somebody, a totally different version of yourself, but even more, I feel like, stronger, more positive version of yourself because you're going to take all those things that you've learned and all those connections that you made and bring them back to the States and even create stronger connections there. So for someone who's deciding whether or not, because I, I have student loans, but you know I pay them every month as, like anybody else, um, those student loans are going to be there. But when you come to, a, when you're ready to make like a personal growth choice, a personal transformation, that to me, there's no price tag on that. So when you make that, when you're trying to make this, that decision to go study abroad, think of it as a personal growth process for you. Because those are things that you just, you can't, you just can't, you know, put a price tag on. 
So I suggest just go off and do it. It's going to be, it's not going to be easy because I remember even when I first went to Thailand and moved to Thailand, it, it stretched me. It mm-hmm. was really, there's a lot of things that were very uncomfortable, but it stretched everybody. And the people who stayed were so much better for it. The people who just stayed the entire semester, they did one semester, some people did two semesters and taught abroad or whatever it was, and then went back home. But if you stayed, you will see the transformation in yourself. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's, that's really well put. Thank you for for uh, sharing that. And um, that is, is there anything else you guys want to add? That's, uh, that's all I have as far as my questions go. Um, yeah, no, I think I just want to piggyback on what Francis said. You know, if you get the opportunity, definitely take it. You know, I revert back to what I said about just being culturally competent and just doing your research before showing up. And um, and just, you know, enjoy, enjoy life, enjoy seeing the world, um, make an impact, you know, your purpose, you know, and um, yeah, just live your life. Okay. Well, thank you guys very much, Nubia and Francis, everyone. Again, it's chroniclesabroad.com, and you can probably search in iTunes or anywhere to, to find their podcast. Um, as always, leave me an honest review of the show. Let me know how I'm doing, and you can find the infographic and everything associated with the episode on my website. And um, Guys, thank you very much for doing this, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for having us. All right, Thank you thanks. for having us. Yeah. Take care. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It crafts my journey and exactly what I did. Also, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. All right. Thanks a lot.